This is Career Competitor, and it is the podcast that believes we all have a competitive self that drives our optimal performance in our careers and within our lives. My name is Steve Meller, and in the past 15 years, having been a coach to high performers, Olympians, business owners, executives across all walks of life, I have come to find that competitiveness comes from within. And I'm going to be using this podcast to really showcase how competitors from all walks of life are finding optimal performance and have built the careers that they have today. On this episode of Career Competitor, really excited to be welcoming back Mike Bursick to the show. Mike is the founder of Wayfinders. I'm going to be giving Mike and Wayfinders the introduction that they certainly deserve here in just a moment. But some really key elements that all of you competitors out there need to be paying attention to. The primary theme throughout this episode is that of community. And Mike really introduces this by emphasizing why we need and should be building communities, but how to do so in an effective and impactful way. Secondly, we dive into some keys to facilitating personal growth. And finally, Mike touches on how competitors can all benefit from simply allowing their definition for success to evolve as both they and their business evolves as well. Anything and everything you need to know about Mike and his company can be found at way-finders.com. There's information in the show notes. Mike's going to be providing you some information at the back end of the interview as well. But for now, I'm going to get out the way and bring on our guest, Mike Bursick, returning to this episode, a career competitor. Hey, before we carry on with this episode, let me bring your attention to a link that you'll find right there in the show notes so that you can subscribe to my monthly email. It's just going to give you some awesome insights on who it is I am, what it is I've got going on, and maybe there'll be one or two food for thoughts in there that can stimulate your process, get you to get a little unstuck, get you to take a little bit more action, and maybe get you a little closer to optimal performance as you start to shape a stronger version of your optimal self. Go ahead, click that link in the show notes so you can become part of the ever-growing email list that's receiving this awesome insight each and every month, courtesy of me and courtesy of Career Competitor. Now, back to the episode. Okay, our Career Competitor for this episode is a returning guest who last joined us in October of 2020, where we learned all about the emergence of his company, Wayfinders. Since then, Wayfinders has continued to build its tight-knit community for ambitious entrepreneurs on a quest for a rich, fulfilled, and meaningful life that includes but goes well beyond financial success. Last we spoke, our guest was still in the earlier stages of this particular entrepreneurial endeavor, but he was also celebrating 25 years as an entrepreneur. So as he approaches, based on the math, year 28, it's safe to say our guest is no stranger to establishing and growing a successful business, which is why it gives me great pleasure to be welcoming back from Toronto, Canada, Mike Bursich. Mike, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. Uh, th- that intro um, kind of um, yeah, blew my mind a little bit on two levels. One was when you said the last time we chatted was October 2020. I was like, wow, my sense of time, that p- the pandemic just threw my whole sense of time out the window because yes. it feels like we were just chatting yesterday. Yes. And the, the other is uh, 28 years as an entrepreneur, which is quite... Uh, 
quite a wild ride. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's I think June of 1996 was when I started my first company. So right. I think we're 27 years plus one month right now. Wow. And and uh, yeah, I'm grateful for every bit of it. What a what a ride. Yeah, here I am approaching halfway through year two. Uh, such a so naive still. So many lessons and so many traps and pitfalls still to fall into as I go on my business journey. But there's been the we were joking before we got started here, man. Like folks like yourself and a few other entrepreneurs were really part of my motivation to jump into doing what I'm doing today. Just ha- listening to your stories, seeing so many things that I had in common with folks like yourself. Obviously, very different worlds, operating with def- very different uh, people and, and expertise, whatever it is, but at the same time, learning from folks like yourself. And that's where this show has actually gone in the last couple of years, too, is more and more listeners are people that are either they have an appetite or a curiosity towards going into business, or much like the folks that you're working with, with Wayfinders, they're looking for more. They're looking for something that can really take them beyond whatever it is that's maybe forcing them to plateau, forcing them to be disinterested, whatever it might be. And I want to start right there, man. I want to start with Wayfinders and ask the very broad, general question of just like, how are things going? Like, how how have things been going in the last three years since we last spoke? Yeah, thanks. Uh, I mean, it really couldn't be better. Things are going amazingly. It, you know, we're here beginning of July or middle of July, 2023, as we're recording this, and my events are sold out until the end of 2024 um, right now. And so, you know, just, just a couple of weeks ago, f- filled up the last of my 2024 spots. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I'm, I'm deeply grateful for that. Um, I think that's testament to the focus I put on delivering amazing value to my mm-hmm. customers and delivering an amazing product or service, because that hasn't really come through really anything that you would call marketing. It's really just returning clients and referrals. And um, so I'm grateful for that. And it opens up so much. I also hired a full-time assistant mm-hmm. who's kind of taken a lot of the admin and day-to-day. And so it allows me allows me a huge canvas to paint with. And and right now I'm in this spot. You know, we're heading on family vacation in a few days. And uh, it gives me a lot of room to just dream and design and and figure out, you know, what's next and, and the bandwidth to be able to pull it off. And uh, so I'm deeply grateful for that. And the community, the community is amazing. We have, um, you know, we're, 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 I'm hosting a community picnic tonight here in Toronto. About half of our community is, is based in the Toronto area and the other half, mostly North America, but also a few people in Europe as well. And, um, and it's just, you know, for me, as of late, the focus has been on, on community building and really understanding what makes a strong and a deep community and what is it that people need? So, you know, every week I'm talking to at least five or six of my members and just kind of getting to know them as as people, getting to know, you know, what are they what are they dreaming about, what are they anxious about, and how can and how can the community um you know provide them with support and value and accountability and all those kind of things. So it's a it's a beautiful place to be in uh right now and I'm super grateful for it. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think we're going to go back to the community stuff because for me, I think it's so powerful and it's something that I'm already learning from the work that I do while I work with most people one-on-one. 
there is an opportunity for all of those individuals to actually be connected if and when it makes sense. And then there's a, a huge power that can be created. But I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too too quickly because there's some really good stuff there and I'm excited to discuss that with you. But one, one thing I would love to come back to is really how the business has grown because last we spoke, it was it was very much about facilitating these experiences and you didn't talk too much about the stuff that would go on between the experiences and as you just alluded to there with the community. And I know now there's, there's coaching offerings and there's all these ways for you to have greater touch, greater contact with all of these people within the communities. Talk to me a little bit about maybe where that first came from, like how that whole part of the mm-hmm. company really originated and where it's gotten you to now today. Yeah, great question. Um, you know, if I rewind uh, maybe three, four years, you know, before the pandemic, um, and I think my last event before the pandemic was November 2019 in Bhutan, and it was up until that point the best event uh, I, I had ever done, and it was this beautiful community of people that came together, but we came together for 10 days, and then kind of, you know, everybody kind of scattered, and then for the people, you know, there's probably about a third to half of those people were in Toronto and we had, you know, we had a reunion dinner and um, a couple like, you know, little get togethers here and there, but very, very ad hoc. And, uh, and, and it made me think that, you know, I, I want this sense of community and belonging and camaraderie and, you know, fun and joy to continue uh, beyond, beyond the event and also preceding the next event. And then, and then of course the pandemic hit. And uh, so I, you know, I shifted to trying to create, some sense of community online, and then and then things started up again. And my first um, my first post pandemic event, or you know during the pandemic event, was September of twenty twenty one in Greenland. And then because you know I had all these events postponed, and then I had the events that were already on the calendar. I had to deliver five events in thirteen months, and you know each of these events is a big big undertaking. Sure. Right. And uh, and it was still on my mind this this idea of like creating an enduring community and I just had no bandwidth to pull any of it off because I was just so focused on you know delivering these events and in between that I also had to um, squeeze in some scouting for you know 2023 events and in 2024 events it was it was a it was a crazy time but um, you know fun as well traveling all over the world and um, so last November November 2022 finished my event in Morocco and that was kind of the last of that you know string of pandemics time time squished events mm-hmm. and i had um and i had six months grace you know six months rest before my event in uganda which happened last month and uh so then i started thinking about okay let's let's build this community and what does it look like and and what are we doing and um and then i also realized if if i'm going to do that i need i need some help and i'd had this sort of um bias that i wanted to run a company with no staff because my my previous company I had a lot of staff and a lot of complexity and I didn't want that again mm-hmm. and so I'd set up my business to be very simple to run to be very profitable um, with just me you know with just me as an employee but I realized if I wanted to build up this community I needed some help so I worked on hiring a full time assistant which has been amazing and I would recommend that to anybody um, it's really freed up a lot of my time to just work in my zone of genius, which is, mm-hmm. you know, designing experiences and events. But in terms of the, the community, um, like I said, the, the community is kind of, you know, the, the people who have been on my events or going on my events, it's kind of about a 50-50 mix of people here in and around the Toronto area and then people farther afield. 
And so, you know, I, I, I designed this kind of year long container where there's online stuff, get togethers, workshops, you know, all that kind of stuff, but there's also in-person gathering. And I wanted to make sure that there was lots of, uh, you know, physical in, in each other's faces, spending time together in, in person because people were really starving for that. And, um, so I, I, you know, I, I basically put together a bit of a, an offering to people. I, I put it out to the network of entrepreneurs that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the people that are, were coming on my Uganda event, my Mongolia events in 2023, they were already part of this, but then I opened the tent wider people who weren't necessarily going on one of my adventures. And I think I signed up about another 35 people, um, to the community, which was great. And it gave us the critical mass we need, you know, to get participation at events. So I think we're about, there's about a hundred people in the community now, all entrepreneurs. And we have regular, you know, yesterday we had an incredible, um, workshop, online workshop on hiring remote workers. So you can work in your zone of genius, unique ability. Today, we have this community picnic. Um, and there's all kinds of, you know, ad hoc stuff that happens in the community. And it's, uh, it's just this beautiful ongoing container. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things I'm trying to encourage within the community is this idea of asking for help because mm-hmm. we've become so addicted to this cult of individuality of, you know, going it alone and, you know, the lone hero or heroine against the elements against all odds. <clears throat> and that's wonderful. And it's appealing, but that's, you know, that's not really grounded in, in history or evolution, you know, for, mm-hmm. for hundreds of thousands of years, we have relied on each other and we've needed each other and our brains are wired to rely on each other and connect with each other. And so I'm trying to bring that back. And, and, you know, I was just having a conversation with somebody yesterday or the other day about, you know, he just feels kind of icky when he's asking for help. He feels like he's burdening other people. And I tried to shift his thinking around that and say, listen, people people love to give. They love to help each other. It actually feels good. And when you ask somebody else for help, you're actually giving them a gift. You're giving them a gift of here's an opportunity to help. And of course, you can take that too far and you're going to be a burden and you're constantly, you know, you, uh, you have to balance that up with giving in return. But, uh, you know, with the community, I really want to shift that. And, and for me, the value of a community is in being able to count on each other. And one of my mentors, a guy by the name of Charles Eisenstein, has this wonderful story he told recently about um, uh, his Amish friend and his uh, his house burned down. And typically, Amish people do not have home insurance. Their home insurance, you know, where you pay a monthly premium and all that kind of stuff, their home insurance is when your house burns down, the community will build you a new house. Sure. And the, the premium that you pay on that insurance is all the times that you helped out your neighbor and that you, you know, built their porch or you helped till their field or whatever. Right. And that to me is, a, you know, a beautiful way of being of like really, you know, taking, taking things out of the financial transaction world and bringing them back to the world of relationships. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, it's beautiful. We have all this convenience and I can order something to my front door and that's great. But I also want to be able to rely on my neighbors, rely on my friends. Uh, I want them to be able to rely on me and bring things back into this web of relationships. And that's that's what I'm trying to do with the community, which uh, is a beautiful experiment. Yeah. And and I know I know any words that you use are always deliberate. And this word container is something that is just jumping out to me immediately. Like I, I hear this word, this is clearly a deliberate word in, in the sense of just and again, I'm I'm just gonna take a stab at it myself in terms of what I how I'm how I'm uh, personally, you know, relating to it and this notion of being able to just bring people into something and almost 
you know, respectfully put that lid on it and say, like, listen, guys, from a safety standpoint, because we actually spoke about psychological safety last last we spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from a safety standpoint, what happens in here stays in here. Like we 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 are here for one another. We are operating for one another. We are giving to one another. We are supportive of one another. There's this. I I, I get this sense of like just amazing respect for the space that's being shared by using this word container would i be right sort of interpreting it Absol- that way? Absol- absolutely 100 percent. and um and, and you know that's a, that's another experiment in in progress um for a community to function and be strong there has to be a clear um a clear understanding of who is in the community and who isn't and if there isn't a clear boundary, then your container is everybody. And that's not really a community. That's just, right. you know, the earth or your city or whatever. And um, so people need to know who is this community for. But yeah. it's also it's also a bit of an experiment, you know, like our, our our picnic tonight, people are invited to bring their partners or invited to bring their kids or even even bring a friend. But we also have some events that are exclusively just just for members. But, you know, members, families and their kids and their partners, they're a big part of their lives, right? And so I wanted to uh, bring that into the fold as well. But the the other part of, um, you know, what I think is important for the communities is our guiding principles. And mm-hmm. so, we, you know, we have this set of six guiding principles that hopefully if we do a good job of communicating them, of living them, of modeling them, they become the operating manual for how we operate together. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I can give you a couple of examples. I'm not going to go through all of them. But they define, you know, how does our particular community operate? So, um, one of one of um, one of our community guiding principles is embrace the unknown. So basically, take take risks, um, you know, do new things, em- embrace. You know, if you're in a if we're in a meeting together, take risks and be maybe a little bit more vulnerable than you might be otherwise, mm-hmm. and take risks together and support each other and taking those risks. And another one of them is have fun and be a little ridiculous. And I, you know, sometimes the, like the workshops we do, they might get very intense and personal, and it can be hard work. And this work of like trying to be adults is a, you know, it's difficult work. But so we have to make sure that we're also making time for having fun and, and being ourselves and being ridiculous, right? And so we try to permeate that, uh, you know, through everything we do. And so if we have, you know, have our monthly community call, I might show up in that call with just a ridiculous wig on, just to mo- just to model that, um, that that guiding principle for the community, mm-hmm. and hopefully over over time, if we're communicating and modeling, that just permeates the community and people understand, hey, this is us, this is how we do things around here. Yeah, and it it all goes back to one of those consistent messages from the last we spoke and the consistent messaging when you just simply look at your branding if you want to make it as surface level as that it's just this priority of human connection you know everything about what you're doing as a service as a company and then in terms of just those guiding principles it it all falls back in some way shape or form with human connection and the power of it and the way it can facilitate a person an individual's growth and that's what i love about it is it, it all comes back to the individual benefiting so the individual seeing this this reward this return for this consistent commitment to connecting with another human and and i think that is such a powerful message that we don't hear enough because you know as as you're talking here when you think about the great sports teams and when you think about these great movies it's always about this individual that does this individually great thing and for whatever reason great teams are remembered for individuals that did something incredible and it's like well to your point 
nothing that that individual brings will ever be greater than what the collective group is bringing to the table. And, mm -hmm. and for whatever reason, that consistently gets lost in this heroin ideal that we've created for individuals to get their you know get their moment at the peak and get their moment in the in the limelight whatever it might be and i'm curious when you bring these entrepreneurs together because we didn't really go into this last time and I'm, I'm now that we're on this i'd love to go into this a little bit you've got so many people coming into a space let's say when you first arrive at one of these locations that you're at and in so many ways, all these people are used to being the man, the woman within their organization. They are the top dog, the top whatever within what it is they're doing. How do you first bridge that in terms of finding that true sort of equal ground and start to really stress human connection almost from the jump? Like, how do you get in front yeah. of that from the moment you arrive? Yeah. Well, it actually starts well before the event. And <laughs> <I figured. laughs> um, yeah. And um, so we're, my, my assistant and I, we are actually right now designing and mapping out this whole onboarding experience. So from the moment somebody signs up for one of our international events, our, our adventures to the moment, you know, they arrive in the destination. Um, one of the things that one of the things that we're working on is this welcome package that we are sending to people. And it's and it's going to have all these interesting, quirky, quirky little things in it each one of them tied to one of our guiding principles. Again, you know, explaining to people, this is how we do things around here, right? And so, um, you know, that 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 value or that principle of have fun and be a little ridiculous, there's going to be a wig in there and there's going to be uh, a postcard with a QR code on it with a link to a custom curated Spotify dance playlist for a dance party, you know. Uh, we are going to have, and I don't want to give away too much here, but like, no, we, you no. know, we're, we're going to have, we're going to have get togethers before we actually um, arrive there. And then, and then before uh, everybody who's coming to the event is paired with somebody else who's going there. Um, and then we encourage them, we encourage them to meet up, you know, in person if they can, virtually if not, and get to you know get to know each other, and then that's facilitated. There's some questions that that we give them, and so you know we try to take new people and pair them with alumni, so that the alumni can give them mm. you know this is what to expect, and and this is how we do things around here. So and they do a pretty good job of explaining to other people, um, so that when and then you know we have a, a community call about a month before the event, so everybody gets to know each other, get to know what's gonna you know how to how to get there properly, all that kind of stuff. So there's lots of points of contact. Mm -hmm. before we actually meet and then you know wherever we meet there's usually a day or two where we'll meet in you know in mongolia for instance we're meeting in ulan batar uh before the event actually starts and some people arrive two days before some one day before that kind of stuff where there's actually a little bit of light facilitation um before the event actually starts mm -hmm. uh as well and so everybody's kind of showing up primed already they know they know what the community is about they know the guiding principles they know if few other people and they and all of that is um all of that is designed to help people connect on a human to human level rather than ceo to ceo level whatever um i, I really try to de-emphasize titles and awards and all that kind of stuff and so you know in uganda you know we had one guy who's you know been an entrepreneur for 30 years won numerous awards very well known and then some people who are uh, I mean, there's not, there's no, you know, there's no newbies there. There's no people in startup mode, but people who are newer on their journey. And, and if I do my job well as a facilitator, 
none of that stuff matter, matters. We're not connect. We're not connecting on a level of our identities or our, our constructed identities. We're con- we're we're connecting on the level of just human beings trying you know trying to get through life and our struggles and our dreams and our frustrations and our challenges and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And um, and all of that happens in the weeks and months leading up and then continues through the event. And um, you know, if I've done my job well, everybody there feels like they know a few people really, really deeply and feels like they know everybody there on a deeper than a surface level. Yeah. And um, yeah, and they feel and they also feel like they've been seen, right? Yes, yes. I love that last part. But the 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 reason why I wanted you to to take us there was that, you know, I, I think anybody listening to this, whether you are a one person company right now, whether you are the leader of many. Uh, or whether you're lower down and, and working your way up through a company and, and really understand that wherever you are in your journey, it's okay to expect everything that you just described. And I, and I want to be abundantly clear about that. Like Whether you think you've got it all figured out or whether you think you're learning everything as you go day in, day out, there's still an ability for us to all just sort of drop the the egos and the titles and and the responsibilities that we may or may not have created for ourselves at this point of our journey and just see one another as a human and and see the power in that and see the ability to learn from one another just by letting all that stuff go by the wayside and focus on human connection i i just think about how i've built what i'm building right now over the last 18 months and every single person i've sat down with i have just been truly gracious for the time and it is purely if it's someone who's thinking about working with me, if it's someone that I'm trying to learn from, like everybody is given the same respect and just time and complete undivided attention as the as the person before and the person that comes after. And 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 the reason is, I just want to know who the, who who it is I'm learning from and who it is I'm allowed to actually potentially provide coaching to or, or whatever it might be. You know, there's an opportunity as humans to be always connecting on a deeper level if we can look through these things that are you know referenced by our titles and our achievements and whatnot and so it, it's it's wonderful to hear it because it, it, i used to say this in the sports world if it's good for the best then it's good for everybody and 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 so what you're saying here is that you've got these people that are obviously able to invest a, a large sum and they're very successful in their own regards to come to something like this and say i'm gonna put my ego to one side. I'm going to put all this stuff to one side. And if I'm able to do this, why isn't everybody within my organization? Why isn't everybody who's also doing a similar role in a different organization able to do the same thing? And then, you know, I, I hear that a lot in what in what you're telling here. And I'm also curious, like, is it an easy process? Is most of the people that are already signing up for something like this, are they halfway there? Do you get some resistance to this? I'm, I'm just curious. Well, um, I, I don't want to sound too cocky about it, but I, I feel like I've invested enough time uh, in my training and my in you know my skills, my experience, everything as, as a facilitator to have developed a pretty good comfort level with creating that container um, mm-hmm. of you know it's basically I'm creating a, a container of safety where people feel like hey I can I can put this armor aside while I'm here this feels good to me this feels safe and I can just be myself and I can talk about you know, this thing I'm struggling with or this thing I'm ashamed of or whatever. And when you create that, you know, it's it's like a big giant sigh of relief, like, oh, I, I don't have to, I don't have to have my my guard up. I can just I can just share whatever. And I and and you know, to me the, the true definition of community 
is a place to which we can bring our full, whole, authentic selves and still feel like we belong. For, for me, the two, the two biggest ingredients that go into creating that sense of safety are one, modeling. So for me to model that uh, authenticity, that vulnerability, you know, to, to bring my full self and, and not, you know, and not slip into this facilitator, host mode, the big poobah who's got it all figured out. I'm just a human being that's, you know, got his own flaws and struggles and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm very open about that. Um, the second is storytelling. And storytelling is, to me, the most powerful way to get to get people um, to connect on that human level, on that authentic level, and an invitation to storytelling. And so uh, I'll share um, I'll share one thing that that I've now done. I think with my last three events, mm. that that is um, quite powerful. And it's this is one of the first things we do. That one of the you know the first thing we do as a group together when we meet in some faraway land is we have you know our first dinner in the in the host city, you know, Ulaanbaatar in the case of Mongolia. Um, it's not, you know, there's not a lot of facilitation or anything like that. We're just, we're just having dinner. Then we fly or drive to the actual official start of the destination. And there's always a welcome ceremony. And the point of that welcome ceremony, and it, and, and it, and it always occurs around a fire because uh, a f- fires have been uh, associated with ceremony and with storytelling and connection for hundreds of thousands of years. And so that that welcome ceremony, that opening ceremony, is just a signal to everybody there. As we have started, we have now entered a, a different world. We're leaving the old world behind, and we're entering this new world together. And that's the important part of it. But then, generally, the you know the 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 first, and there's you know throughout the week, there's all kinds of group exercises and things that we do together. But generally, the first exercise we do, so we get together in a circle, and on the packing list that I've sent to people. There's an there's a, one of the items is bring a a, a small item uh, with personal you know personal meaning or significance yeah. to it something that, something that's meaningful to you and so with that first exercise I tell people bring your item to the circle and and then I invite them to share a story about that about that item with the group and uh, I, I haven't had I haven't really had anybody you know reject that invitation. Everybody accepts the invitation. Uh-huh. Some people might take it to you know a deeper, more vulnerable level, and some people maybe a bit more surface. But it's always you know for for everybody it's it's meaningful. And some of the stories are incredible. You know they might they might share a picture of their you know spouse that passed away, or they might share a picture of their kids and share like you know, why, you know, why they're so proud of their kids and how they like, and, and there's always, you know, laughter and there's always lots of tears and everything, but it's like this first moment of like really connecting on a human level. Cause no matter what story somebody shares, if it's a story of loss. Everybody has experienced loss, right? Mm. There's these, there's these core human experiences that touch us on emotional level. And there's only a few of them. And so if I share a story, you know, my father passed away when I was 16. Uh, if I share a story about, but my father and and what he meant to me and when he passed away, you will probably that will probably touch something deep in you of something you know it might just be a pet that you lost, but you can experience that moment of loss and you will have an instant connection uh, with that other person and you will know something about them that will carry through throughout the week. Absolutely, and it's I love especially the the modeling stuff. Like for me, at the heart of and I, I tend to tie things back to some of the work I'm doing now. That's the beauty of doing the podcast the way I get to do it now is like, you know, I talk with 
I talk with my clients all the time about their optimal self. You know, like and understanding that if you actually invest in your optimal self, then all this other stuff, all these titles, all these responsibilities, your ability, and all of those other roles will immediately rise. Every, everything that you do outside of your optimal self now will continue continually give you a greater return because you're stopping before you step forwards and thinking about how can I serve my best self. And you know, I think that's clearly what I'm hearing with you. And then obviously, the power of storytelling is 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 so vital um when it comes to letting one's guard down like how how do you let somebody in through the power of story and uh you know for me for, for me i i see it everywhere i go it's probably why i only read biographies and i don't really get into things like fiction is because you know for me i i love knowing a person even if i've never met a person i get to learn about that person and 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 take lessons from that person's life because they're letting me in that and they're doing it through story and and you know i think that's where folks like you and i and i'm sure all the people that are operating uh, and benefiting from wayfinders they they very much you know come from that same sort of mindset of like how how do i either reveal more about myself through story or, or how do i let others um how do i find out about more uh from other people through through how they in- integrate story within their world too so this is all phenomenal stuff and and the great thing i love about it too is that we get to have this conversation right now and it it speaks to so much of what we're talking about within the conversation you know both of us are very comfortable providing stories and and going into detail on 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 why it is we we operate the way we do and the benefits to, to to operate in this way and you know our true mission at the core of why we do it certain ways too and i really encourage people as well just to go back and listen to the to the first time mike joined us because you know, it's it's funny you mentioned the um, the Greenland trip, and 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 last you were on, you told us about uh, the the trial trip, if you will, for that, and there was an incredible story that came with that. Yeah. And so I just think I encourage people to go go check that out. Um, I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna make you say it again here because people need to go back and check out the episode, um, and I'll have a link to that in the in the in the show notes. Um, but before I let you go, man, like. When you look at what you've accomplished here in the last few years and compare it maybe to some of these other entrepreneurial uh, quests that you've been on previously to Wayfinders, uh, let's go to the competitor now within you. Let's go to that guy. Like, let's talk a little bit to him. Like, where where is he? Where 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 does the competitor within you maybe look at what you've achieved with Wayfinders and say, "This is what this is what I'm most proud of," or "This is what we're accomplishing that I never maybe even anticipated as accomplishing." Like, you talk to me a little bit about that. So I knew I wanted to just sm- focus on a small group of people and have meaningful change and take these people on a journey with me take it so we can go on this journey together. So that, that's that been the focus since day one is creating value for my customers. And that's that's what motivates me. That's what keeps me going. That's what's made the company so successful. Like I said, I don't do any marketing, but my events are sold out for the next year and a half. Right. And And every week, you know, I'm getting two or three messages from from my members from my customers saying like you know thank you for what you've done for me you've had such an impact on my life and you know for for a while there i would kind of def- deflect those and you know be like oh it's not me you know it's the community it's you or whatever and so i'm trying to you know work on taking that in and being being grateful for it and gracious about it and appreciative uh about it and you know for for the time being like I'm in this interesting space. Like I said, I've got all this bandwidth, and I could envision, uh, you know, a 10x company, and I could I could lay out a roadmap for how I'm going to 10x this company over the next five years. 
and I, I, I know I've got the business acumen to pull it off, but um, maybe I will do that. Maybe I won't. But it, I, I'm, that core commitment to providing value for people is going to stay at the forefront. And if I can, you know, if I can reach more people and create the same level of value and same transformation and impact for people, that's great. But I'm, I'm not going to compromise that because it's very easy to compromise that when you're scaling and growing a business. Mm-hmm. And I also don't want to compromise this beautiful thing I've created for myself where I don't have to work too hard. I don't have to stress too much about work and all this kind of stuff. So that, that just makes, it just makes me really proud to be able to create this community and create this, this, this beautiful container of experimentation and exploration and create these journeys for people and to be able to walk alongside them. Right. I'm on, I'm on my own journey and we're, we're walking that journey together and it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, man. And something I'm hearing here in your response is like, as competitors, sometimes the the one of the key ingredients to being a successful competitor is finding the best way to define success. You know, and and I'm I'm really hearing that from you. Like, just there was a time ten years ago where success was as measurable as success can be. You know, based on based on numbers, and 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 now it's about how do you get that return of value being confirmed. Like, and and that comes in a very different form. Uh, people would say it can't be measured, but here you are talking about that emotional feeling and, and connection that you have to these words that people are sharing with you. And one could argue that there's no greater return um, when, it, when it comes to the work that we do is, is, is that human acknowledgement of impact. And uh, you know, I, I, I hear that quite clearly in everything that you're doing and uh it's so funny that normally at the end of an episode i'll be like you know go here to find out more about it but you're too busy for people to get in touch with you man you can't there's no point going to the website he's got two that he's booked all the way through 2024 i'm just kidding obviously but um but tell everybody mike where they can learn more about you and where they can learn more about wayfinders at this time yeah the website is way-finders.com w-a-y-finders.com uh, I mean, my, you know, my adventures are sold out to the end of next year. Mm-hmm. There is always a wait list. Uh, you know, there's a, a pop-up and you can enter your email address to get on, on the mailing list. I'm also going to be opening up our community cohort. So, you know, our, if you don't have the means or the, the time or whatever to go on an adventure, you can still join the community. That's going to, we're going to open up our next cohort in December of 2023. We also have an incredible business accelerator program launching next year that I'm super, uh, excited about. And, um, I've taken a little bit of a pause from my writing, but I'm going to start writing again soon. So mm. you can also, you know, join me on my Substack as well. And uh, so that's where you can find me. Love it. I'm going to put all that information in the show notes. And it's so funny since we last spoke, man. Um, you know, I have a four-year-old daughter and she got really hooked on the movie Moana. And uh, Moana is all about wayfinding. And uh, yeah. it's so funny that when it first came up, I was like, I've heard that word before. Where have <laughs> I heard that word before? And uh, what I love about reading through your website is it, it really gives the background of the term wayfinder. And uh, so if there's anybody listening to this episode that didn't hear the first one and they're, th- they're kind of scratching their head, where have I heard that term wayfinder before? Chances are you've got a kid at home and you've watched Moana a few times just like me. Uh, so I, I wanted to drop that in, just a funny anecdote. But Mike, man, honestly, I- again, Really enjoyed the time, brother. Really did. I, I just love what you're doing. I love the work, that, uh, the way in which you're impacting people. Uh, we're very much cut from the same cloth in that regards. And uh, just testament to you for all the work and keep it up, man. It's 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 seen and it's appreciated and it's felt. So uh, thanks for coming on again. Likewise. And, and yeah, thanks for having me back. And congrats on your journey as well. 
Appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Career Competitor. And before you leave, be sure to take advantage of your free one-time discovery call with me to see how I can be of service to you as a coach or potentially even your team. Depending on what it is you're looking for at this point within your career, I want to be able to serve you with 30 minutes of my time to see how I can be of use to you and help you on your path of continued growth towards your optimal self in order to find optimal performance. Be sure to reach out to me, steve at careercompetitor.com or just head to the website careercompetitor.com. I look forward to connecting with you soon and bye for now. Bye for now.